every decision they make can have an effect on our lives. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. America's not the same as it was 100 years ago. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats. This is Our Lives in Politics with your host Booker and co-host Lou Basada. It's a crazy time and a crazy world we're living in right now. You'd probably agree with that. Many of us, myself included, see a country and Western civilization that has changed and may forever be gone, at least as we once knew it. We have a party in power determined to persecute anyone and everyone that gets in their way. The Democrat Socialist Party wants tyranny. They want one-party rule, and they'll do whatever needs to be done to make sure it happens. Donald Trump was indicted again, as expected. And I really don't want to get into that in this hour, because everyone else has all week. Every radio, TV show, and podcast has thrown their opinion out on this. And I really can't add anything of value to that conversation, but I can ask about the opposition that doesn't exist in this country. Where is the Republican Party? Empty promises and weakness will see the end of this country. And in the end, it won't be because the corrupt lifelong government officials and socialist liberal Democrats have done it, but because of feckless Republican leadership that decided to play nice so they wouldn't offend potential voters for the next election. Many say we can't vote ourselves out of this. So what election are the Republicans waiting on? I'm Booker Scott. Thanks for joining me here on America Out Loud Talk Radio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's great to have you and I hope you had a great week. On this hour, I'm pleased to bring you Craig Huey. Craig has written some really good books that need to be discussed at this very moment in American history. He's done a lot of other things in his life, too, and I'll introduce you to him in just a few minutes. At one point in 2022, we would have just taken a win in the House of Representatives to stop Nancy Pelosi and also the Democrats from destroying this country. If only by one seat, it would have been a win. It would have been a victory. That was the objective at one point late last summer and early fall. As the 22 midterm got closer and closer, there were polls that indicated a big red wave, a huge red wave was coming. After the election, many were disappointed the red wave didn't happen. But I wasn't that disappointed because the objective of getting Pelosi out of power was achieved. That's all we wanted and would have been happy with just months prior to the big red wave conversation. It was a success, but Somehow, false expectations had elevated to a point that the results felt defeating. You you might have felt deflated as well. From the beginning of the 118th Congress, my hope was the rhetoric of Kevin McCarthy and other Republican leaders in the House wouldn't be just rhetoric. To me, it was so important that control of Congress meant accountability for so many. And here we are, eight months later, and we have nothing. There have been whistleblowers and hearings. Some great things have come from those hearings. But unfortunately, most of the country and hardly any mainstream media, legacy media, 
are paying any attention to it. Just a couple of weeks ago, when it was revealed that Joe Biden had received millions, the news coverage was only eight hours total. And that was across all media platforms in the entire country for one week. While the Trump indictment came out that same week, there were 162 hours of coverage for Donald Trump. I'll say that again. Eight hours of total coverage for Joe Biden's confirmed millions while he was vice president. And Donald Trump had 162 hours of coverage in one week. You know, prior to the 2020 election, Senators Grassley and Johnson released an extensive report on the Biden crime family. In the report, released October 2020, were details of foreign nationals giving the Biden family millions. And this went all the way back to the days of Joe Biden being president, back to 2014 and 2015. That report was somehow buried at about the same time as Hunter Biden's laptop was said to have all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. But the report was done, and I would have thought that the Republicans in the House would have read that work. It was an investigation that went all the way back to 2019. And I would have thought that they knew that information prior to gaining control of the House of Representatives prior to the 22 midterm. Which brings me to the last eight months and the theater that Kevin McCarthy is displaying in D.C. right now. Court Kirkwood has been a guest on this show a couple of times. He was a writer for the Washington Times, writing opinion pieces there, and he's also written a couple of books. And here was his take on Capitol Hill hearings when he was a guest here on Our Lives in Politics. Like I said, hearings are, are publicity stunts. You know, all the work is all the work is done before the committee. They bring the cabinet secretary in. He answers questions. He obfuscates. He dodges. He weaves us, and then he goes. After a couple of years of investigations by Grassley and Johnson to produce that report that they did back in 2020, and now eight months of Republican hearings in the House, it's only now that Kevin McCarthy is even talking about or considering an official inquiry into a Biden impeachment. You may not know this, but an inquiry is just another word for investigation. All of this time, and we're only now to an investigation after five years of investigations. The Republicans, they are doing nothing to stop the destruction of this country and one-party rule. Mayorkas, he should have already been impeached. Now we're to Biden. And what about Merrick Garland and his weaponization of the DOJ? What leader in the Republican Party is finally going to stand up and say, enough? We heard McCarthy say he would get rid of 87,000 additional IRS agents. Well, he didn't do that. But what did he do? Well, he raised the debt ceiling, which added $4 trillion of debt in just two years. Do you understand that? Kevin McCarthy raised the debt ceiling, adding $4 trillion of debt in just two years. That's the power of the purse. What an absolute joke. I'm about to give up on these clowns in the Republican Party. What have they done? They've censured Adam Schiff, and his reward for that? He will probably become the next senator from the state of California. I'm done with my rant for now, but we could sure use some fighters. We could sure use some wins, and I don't see either of those coming from the Republican Party. 
Craig Huey is a successful businessman. He's a marketing guru for years. He's also an author. He's written the books Deep State, 15 Surprising Dangers You Should Know, and also another interesting book, The Christian Voter, Seven Non-Negotiables for Voting For, Not Against Your Values. And he's also done the Huey Report. He also has a podcast. Another thing that he does that's really important for the country is created a voter guide so that we'll have a better idea of the candidates that we're voting for. It's time now to bring Craig Huey into the program. Craig, welcome to Our Lives in Politics. Booker, it's great to be with you. Well, let's start off before we get into those other things that I just mentioned. Let's talk about this Donald Trump latest indictment. It seems like every other week there's another indictment coming, but now this thing is coming out of Fulton County, Georgia. What are your thoughts on that as we get going? Well, it's a dark day in America. It's it's a day that is so disturbing. You you don't have to like Trump. You don't. You might even hate Trump. Uh, you could love Trump. You could like him. What has happened out of Georgia by a radical DA is the twisting of the law in such a weird way, applying it to political enemies. It's the weaponization of government, and we've seen this on the national level with the FBI and Department of Justice uh, uh, being politically partisan and and using the government as weaponization against political opponents and and ideologies they don't like. But now this, this ideological bureaucrat in Georgia, in a county, to try to make a, a, a disruption of a political opponent's campaign and also simultaneously make themselves a hero among the radical left to be a, a superstar uh, to raise funds, uh, to get uh, statewide and nationwide attention uh, and build her profile and her pol- uh, politics. It's a misuse of government. It's not justice, it's injustice. And Craig, when you look at uh, Fannie Willis, who is that district attorney in Fulton County, you look at what she ran on. Her platform uh, when she won that election was to get Trump. That, that, was, yes. that was what she was going after. And, of course, now she has done it with, uh, you know, is, I, I don't know how this would ever stand up in a regular court. And we'll see what happens in Georgia in this case. But hopefully it doesn't go yes. anywhere. Well, that, that's what we hope. Here's the thing. President Trump is nearing $60 million in legal fees right now. This is going to just compound it. Uh, th- this is something to embarrass him, to be able to get a mug shot, to be able to drag him back into court. But what it does from a standpoint of tying his up his attention and tying up his time, as well as, of course, the, the money bleed, that, Booker, that's one of the problems you have with government. When you have a government out of control, so powerful, and then ideologically driven, that they have unlimited time and unlimited money to be able to go after their enemy. And, 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 in, and in this case, you know, we, we, we might shake our head some of the things they might do, 
stretching the, the, the law and stretching justice to be able to put away somebody who's a really bad criminal, uh, you know, a murderer, uh, a mafia type person, uh, a drug cartel type person. You know, you kind of, you know, uh, they, they might go to extraordinary extent to, to arrest them to get them off the street. And we, we don't pay much attention to it. But they've turned the the militarization the the uh, of government against a political opponent somebody they don't like and that is not america that's a third world nation that's what would happen in venezuela that's what's happening right now in russia that's something where it, you would not have and that that's why it, it, it it's is is a major leap to the death of our republic if this injustice doesn't stop. And you mentioned that it doesn't really matter if you like Donald Trump, hate Donald Trump, love him, whatever, right. whatever it is, it really doesn't matter. Let's, let's call no. him, let's call him John Smith. And if this was being done to John Smith, this would not make any sense to anyone. So everything that yep. the left has done to destroy Donald Trump over the last five years from Russian collusion to hiding Hunter Biden's laptop you know, people hate him. Uh, some people in this country hate him. They want to get him. And as Donald Trump said, they're not coming after me. They're going to come after you. And that's the scary exactly. part. It, 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 exactly. And see, this is the danger of letting government grow too big. This is the danger of being able to give the government the power to uh, uh, have so much uh, authority and determination not based again upon what is right or wrong but based upon whether or not somebody is a conservative not a liberal or a, a re republican not a democrat if it's their political enemy and and so we have a strange thing going on right now very strange you you, you the the democrats know that they can raise volunteers a volunteer army that you can't believe uh, of college people and Gen Y and, and, and people who just hate Trump when they focus on Trump. And if they get people riled up, they can, they can go people going door to door and making phone calls and texts and be able to sway an election with an army that they wouldn't have otherwise. And the same thing with donations. And, and then they get the media on their side and the biased media on their side. And so it's a win-win for them to go after Trump because they have so many good side effects. But uh, this, is, this points to why our founders of, of, our, of our republic envisioned a small government, not a government that's able to abuse power like this. And that's where we've got what, what many call the swamp or what is really called the deep state. You know, throughout history, the, 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 the bureaucracy always wants to do two things. It wants to grow its power, number one, and number two, it wants to be able to shield itself from accountability. And that's common, whether it's on the city level or the federal level, whether you go back 100 years or 200 years, you go back in, you know, be, beginning of governments, that's what a bureaucracy does. But what has changed now is a third element. The bureaucracy is now ideologically driven. 
It's where the where, where uh, under President Obama, things changed so dramatically because he put into place from the uh, Department of Justice to the military to the Interior Department, all these different agencies, ideologically driven bureaucrats. They didn't have skills. They didn't. It's like Pete Buttigieg. What does he know about transportation? Zero. Yeah, right. And they put him in. Well, that's what infiltrated and has grown. And so they only hire people who agree with them. We have a swamp in D.C. and a swamp in major Democratic controlled cities that is not uh, right and is going after uh, its enemies based upon ideology. Craig, you segued perfectly into the deep state because you wrote the book, Mm -hmm. Deep State, 15 Surprising Dangers You Should Know. And that's what you're talking about right there. What are some of those dangers? What what do we need to be aware of? Well, one of the dangers uh, is, is tying into this attack on Trump and attack upon uh, uh, Republican campaign consultants and Republican lawyers yes. and other Republicans who who said there was wrong with the last presidential election. Laws were changed to give the Democrats super favor with that that were illegal. Uh, questions arose about the integrity of what happened with ballot harvesting in about 24 different states. Uh, ballot harvesting were one person can go door to door. They can go to a a, a, a retirement home and people who are not fully aware pick up their ballots, get their ballots and fill those ballots out. Yeah. They, 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 they can do things going. We've, we've got proof of, of people going to apartments, knowing the day that the mail was arriving, having a key to that apartment mailbox and pulling out all the ballots. And, 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 and so, so many different questions arose. And what th- has happened is that the deep state needs to protect itself. They cannot afford to have somebody like President Trump become president that would try to d- drain the swamp and be at war with them. They cannot afford to have the exposure of, of what's going to uh, what, what took place in the election booth, um, yeah, I'll give you, Booker, one example. The Department of Justice has a whole division that goes after anyone questioning. Uh, take Arizona. They had many volunteers, people like you and I, people like your listeners, who volunteered to help check to make sure the Arizona election was, was valid and legal. The Department of Justice sent them a letter saying they were violating the civil rights of voters in Arizona and be ready to prepare for an investigation, scaring these people. Mm -hmm. This type of thing where you're using the power of government to, to, to be politicized is what the deep state does. And so the deep state's entrenched ideological bureaucrats, and it's, uh, they want to expand their power get more money, enlarge their, 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 their turf, and be able to impose an ideologi- ideologically radical pro-socialist secular ideology outside of Congress, outside of legislation. 
and that's their goal. And you mentioned that the ideology is something that they do. That's and, and I try to bring it up all the time. This is really a battle of ideologies. And yes. until, until one understands that, it's it's really hard to get a grasp on exactly what's happening. Maybe people aren't fully awake. It, it, oh, you, you, you just nailed it. And that, that's why uh, in, in the Deep State book, I go into what a person's worldview is. And I go into talking about uh, what a bureaucracy is and what America's foundation was. And, you know, try to distinguish a worldview of, of what uh, law and justice really is. And, and you asked about what are the dangers that, you know, the, 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 the dangers uh, all go back to this, an out-of-control bureaucracy and, and something unelected people trying to control. It doesn't matter if, uh, uh, if there's a Republican president. It doesn't matter if there's a Democrat president. They're operating based upon transform our culture and transform our politics and government through the use of the bureaucracy. Craig, where do you where do you think they want this to go? How far does this go? You mentioned socialism. I, I'm with you yes. on that. Where where do they want to take this power and control? So they are. You ask them. You know, polls show that over half of millennials are favorable towards socialism. You get yeah. down to Gen Y even more so. That it's socialism. Most people will think, well, he must be talking about you know what what happened in the uh, Soviet Republic uh, and back in communism. That was a form of socialism. Right now, the government in Cuba is a form of socialism. Um, and uh, most people don't realize it, but Nazi Germany, it was the National Socialist yeah. Workers Party. It was a socialist government. Venezuela currently has a socialist government. Uh, communist China, the, uh, the, the, the threat is so great there in communist China, and it's a socialist government. The, the communism, that's, it, 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 socialism has different types of uh, of. Um, you know, tense to it. And so with socialism, it's basically government control, government enforcement, which makes the government big and the individual small. It's collectivism where the individual doesn't matter. It's the collective that matters. And, and what it has always proven, it crushes innovation. It crushes Ability for the economy to grow, it creates poverty, and more, uh, more. I think people are realizing not only does it do that, but it also creates tyranny, where the government bureaucrats abuse their power, and we're seeing that today coming out of Washington. We're seeing it in many states like California, and yes, we're seeing it coming out of one county in Georgia. And those are all great points there, Craig. By the way, you are listening to Craig Huey. He is an author, a businessman, and a marketing guru, too, for years and years. Uh, really appreciate you making the time to be here, Craig. You know, when you go back to the impeachment of Donald Trump, impeachment number one, yeah. not number two, because number one was an actual effort to impeach him. Number two, he was already on his way out of the office so I, I never understood that. I couldn't even understand more of these brand new Republicans that had just won 
uh, like Peter Meyer in Michigan. He just won election, was sworn in, and then he voted to uh, get rid of Trump. But let's go back to number one. And when we talk about the deep state, the whistleblowers, the Victoria Nuland, uh, uh, Kent, all of these people that are ingrained in what you were just talking about in the deep state, this whistleblower had to be protected beyond anything. His name could not come out. His first name is Eric. Um, Chiramella is his last name. And they would not allow that name to come out. When you look into the report that Senator Grassley and Johnson did prior to the election in 20, you'll notice that his name is in that report repeatedly having to do with Ukraine. So you have people like this that are being used by the politicians to maintain that control. And that's some of the danger that you're speaking of. It absolutely is. And that's what I detail in the Deep State book about the the whole setup to get Trump based upon Hillary Clinton's paying uh, people to create a, a what, uh, op, what we call in politics oppositional research, mm-hmm. a, a paper, a document filled with lies and falsehoods that were just had, had that tint of could this be real? And, 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 and it was all coming from the Democratic uh, Party and Hillary Clinton to be able to get Trump. And, and it, it worked beyond their wildest dreams, and they were able to play this. And, and, and so this, uh, this all goes back to what I mentioned. You know, from a marketing perspective, I always look at things from a marketing perspective. I, I study what the radical left does. I take a look at their tactics and strategies, which are 15, 20 years ahead of the Republicans. And I know what they're doing that, you know, with with that uh, first attack on Trump up to this one is this is the best way for them to raise volunteers, money and uh, use the media to be able to mobilize their base. They don't have to mobilize uh, the Republicans if they can suppress some of the Republicans so they're so disgusted to say, my vote doesn't count, or this is all corrupt, or you know, uh, for, for some Christians uh, to say, well, uh, the Lord's gonna take care of it, uh, I don't have to do a thing. Mm-hmm. This type of thing, which is false theology, I should say, you know, Christians should, in everything you do, do to the glory of God, including voting. But this is their what they want to do, suppress the Republicans. Then there's this group, Booker, there's this group called the Persuadables. And those are usually the independents, a little bit of Democrats, a little bit of Republicans, but it's the independents, which could go Republican, could go Democrat. And if they can uh, get those persuadables, a better percentage, they'll win an election. And then the key to it is they know how to mobilize their Democratic base of radicals who do want to transform culture and politics. And that radical base, they get mobilized and energized because uh, of, 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 you know, Trump. So the anti-Trump rhetoric, that mobilizes voters. You know, people, remember, we're, it, it's, to them, it's a moral good to oppose Trump. Yeah. To them, it, it, it's a religious duty that government is basically God. 
politics is religion to to help God, and you've got to demonize the enemies. So Booker, for them, if they talk about you, you're a hater. If they talk to you about you, you're a bigot. Mm-hmm. If they talk to you know uh, you're you're too extreme, uh, or you're a right wing fundamentalist, or you're a domestic terrorist, and of course, um, again, whether whether you, you know if you're conservative, if you're a libertarian, if you're a Christian, and you you oppose the secular drift, you oppose the drift towards bigger government, you're a mega extremist. And yeah, and, you know, and these are words they know that they could shout out to their base, and they start getting all upset. And then so it's a religious uh, a zeal that they have that is so destructive, and they know that this type of activity uh, it feeds right into it. And of course, you know, communism requires that we worship the god of government. And that's, yes. that's what it ends up becoming. And that's yes. the power and the control that they want. They want to become the God. You know, you mentioned exactly. something a few minutes ago that, that I really want to go back to because it has to do with the ideology and the battle that we are currently fighting and against. And you talked about millennials. And I, I did a little research on this not too long ago. And millennials now, for those of you listening, are the age of 41 years and younger. So under the age of 41, the polls show in some polls taken up to 83% of them want to do business with woke companies. And it's important to understand that because I think that really shows the ideology that these people believe in. We can't, we can't understand why these woke companies are doing the things that they're doing and use Bud Light as an example this young person oh, yeah. comes out and and does this thing with Dylan Mulvaney that completely backfires on Bud Light because they're the Bud Light consumer is not who they were trying to reach but yet her point the person the marketing person was very valid she realized that Bud Light as a brand eventually will die unless they reach the younger generation now how do you do that and you do it by going with a, a, a person in drag, you know, because that is, that is the people's mentality under the age of 41. And again, that's 83% of them. Not only that, but they also want to work for companies that are socially motivated. And so that, that's the danger. That's what we're up against. It really is. And, 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 and most people don't really understand it. Um, you know, they look at what's going on. They take a look at what happened with, with Bud Light, and they, they shake their head, and they see that there was, uh, and this was one of the few very successful boycotts. But then they look around, and they see candy that becomes politicized. Mm-hmm. They, they, they see uh, uh, Target, stores like Target, you know, they'll, they'll have kids uh, in, in uh, gay clothing and and think that that's really nice to put in the front of the store mm-hmm. and they don't understand that there is a large group of people who like that type of political statement and and that all all goes back to this we have the need to mobilize people to vote in this upcoming election uh devote their values and not sit on the sideline and and we also need to be able to do uh, a major thing. 
in both of my books, one of the things I stress uh, is the issue of government education, how the local public schools uh, ha have become indoctrination mills in the smallest of towns in Iowa, in small uh, little towns in Tennessee. Even in Florida, uh, you, you've got uh, uh, local school boards and, and teachers that would rather indoctrinate the kids than teach the kids. And, and, and so having school choice is, all, is absolutely essential to turn America around. And then I talked about people voting. You know, let me just tell you one example of a voting block. Um, so many people in this last election did not vote uh, 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 in 2022 and in the presidential race of 2020. They sat on the sidelines. Uh, and and the, I'll give you an example of evangelical churches. Evangelical churches, uh, they will vote, those people will vote 84% conservative. But in the local evangelical church, the average church, about 40% of the people who are going to that church are not currently registered to vote. It's amazing. And then those who are registered to vote, about 60 to 70% of them will not vote in this upcoming primary and, and about 50% of them won't vote in the general election that's coming up. And, 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 uh, and that's a failure of the pastors of mobilizing and, uh, the church and registering and getting them out to vote. It's a failure of church leaders. And yes, anybody going to church, uh, they, they need to be light and salt in their local church to get people out to vote. We can turn America around. Right now, if I took a look at what's going on with uh, the power of the radical left and the march towards socialism and the march towards secularism, I would say there really isn't much hope. But I got to tell you, the, 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 the secret weapon we have to turn America around are the Christians in the churches if they would get out and vote in this upcoming election. And so that is going to be the key. That's one of the reasons I, I wrote the book, uh, The Christian Voter, to be able to get practical ways how Christians can mobilize people to vote their values, not against their values. Hey, Craig, and that's we, are, why we are up against a break, and I want to take yeah. that break, but I'm so glad you just said what you said, because that's where I want to go with you, because I know you only have a few more minutes with that's us. So when yes. we come back, when we come back, we're going to get into the Christian voter book. What are those seven non-negotiables that Christians should vote for and not against? It's coming up next on America Out Loud Talk Radio. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. 
Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio.
Welcome back to the program, Our Lives and Politics on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm Booker Scott, being joined here by Craig Huey. Uh, you've heard part of the conversation. Now let's continue it. Uh, Craig, I stopped you there on the Christian Voter Book. And let's get into that because I, I believe it's so important. You mentioned turning the country around before we, we came to the break. And, and you gave some hope there, and I think that's awesome. But how do we do that? How, how do we actually turn things around? And I think your book kind of addresses some of those things. Well, one thing, uh, in, in the 24 uh, uh, states that have ballot harvesting, the church can do ballot harvesting. For example, in Calvary, uh, Calvary Chapel in Chino Hills, California, what they'll do as they make sure people in their church are registered, then the pastor will tell people, bring your ballots on, on ballot harvesting Sunday. And they'll call, come in and bring their ballots. And then they'll have a voter guide that they can go down and see what, how to vote their values and where the candidates stand on the issues. And that way they can uh, vote intelligently. And, and then the, they hand the ballot to the pastor and the pastor brings it to the polling booth. Now that's legal. That's called ballot harvesting. Mm-hmm. That's what the radical left does to control elections in, in many states. And uh, and uh, Republicans don't even know how to do it or no. uh, 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 competing with it. But the church can. You give me four uh, large churches in one uh, uh, you know local assembly or state senate area. You'll win the election. You give me six of those churches in a congressional district, we'll flip uh, a seat from a, a you know a, a, a radical socialist Democrat to a good candidate simply by doing the church vote. Uh, Craig, you Craig register- I, w- I want you to say what? that again because that is what you just said is so important. And because so many people are always wondering, what can I do? What can I do? This is yeah. something that people in our audience can actually go do. Those of you that, that go to a church service and are involved in your church, listen to what Craig just said. I think it's really important to make a difference in flipping seats, congressional seats and Senate seats in your state and in the federal government. Say say that again, because I think it's important. Sure. You can take a assembly or state Senate seat and change it. Even if you had no hope of winning that election before, you can flip that seat just by getting the church vote out. And six churches for a congressperson uh, is huge. And that's the secret weapon. That's the power of the church that can be used. And there's, you know, uh, Christians can personally make sure that their church is involved in the election. If for some reason the church refuses to do that, they probably should change the church, but if they stay in that church, that then, then then they could uh, uh, still be able to register people one on one. They can be able to uh, get people to volunteer to help candidates with texting and phoning or going door to door. There's so many things that can be done, but in in the church in the states that don't allow ballot harvesting, like Florida prohibits it, Tennessee prohibits it. It should be prohibited nationwide, but the states that do prohibit, you can still have the pastor be the main spark or the church leadership or a group within the church. I've gone 
in the last election, I went to about 20 different churches and, and, and the pastor invited us, the, my wife and I, to be able to speak to those uh, people in the church and be able to give them how to vote their values and what the key issues are. Key issues like uh, support of Israel, key issues such as protecting Christian rights, key issues such as protecting the unborn. The, these are things that uh, Christians can agree on and, and, and indeed, based upon the biblical values, biblical worldview, they have to vote that way. Otherwise, they're voting against their values, not yeah. for their values. And a lot of people don't understand that, but that's a fantastic point. I know you just have a couple of more minutes. Give us two non-negotiables when, as a Christian, you're going to vote. What what would be a couple that you would say? Yeah, um, qu- quite frankly, uh, 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 the book outlines uh, uh, some that people don't even think about. But one is uh, protecting homeschooling and Christian schools and private schools and promoting uh, school choice. That That is so essential to protecting the little children, to being able to uh, uh, reach out to uh, 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 making sure the indoctrination doesn't happen. And something that also really gets uh, a moms excited. And so that's one of the non-negotiables. Uh, another one is the persecuted church throughout the world. Right now, as we speak, Christians are being killed for their faith. And uh, uh, few know that under President Trump, one of the initiatives that was done and should be done again, whoever the president is, reaching out and saying to these uh, governments that are allowing this persecution to happen, saying, we're not giving you foreign aid. We're not giving you any type of special treatment. You have to protect uh, the, the religious minority and, and, and also giving other types of help. And, and that, that's one of the issues. You're voting for brothers and sisters in Christ who are being killed for their faith. Um, and then closely aligned right here in the U.S., one of the non-negotiables, uh, I call it non-negotiable number one, is Christian liberty. Mm-hmm. The protection of people who are workers to be able to be people of faith without persecution and having to be indoctrinated with uh, strange ideologies uh, or uh, course to compromise their biblical values. You, you, we, it, it deals with Christian business owners being able to make choices without compromising their Christian values because the radical left wants us to compromise. Uh, it deals with uh, students who are uh, at colleges and high schools, even junior highs, even elementary schools. Uh, it, it deals with uh, uh, even th- th- there's a lawsuit now going on because uh, uh, the uh, Department uh, of Veterans uh, has a house uh, uh, for uh, widows of military. And this lady was doing a home Bible study within the facility. And the government said, you can't do that. Mm. Well, this type of thing is wrong. And this is why we need to protect uh, religious liberty. You don't have to be a Christian to uh, to agree with that simple position. But these bureaucrats, these deep state bureaucrats that are ideologically driven, 
want to drive out religious faith, and they want to drive out, in particular, Christianity. And uh, uh, this is this is a war that's going on, and that's why this is a non-negotiable issue in the upcoming election. We're at a point where we could lose this country. I speak about it a lot, and I think you've given some great points on some things that we can actually do. And I, Craig, I, I know your time is so valuable and I really appreciate you coming on, but I want to be respectful of your time. I know that you have to go, but thank you so much for joining us. Great. Really enjoyed it. And, uh, uh, I appreciate the time again. Thank you to Craig Huey for being our guest here and uh, those books. Again, I want to give you those names. Uh, maybe you can grab something to write down the name of those books. I think they're both worth reading. The first one, The Deep State, 15 Surprising Dangers You Should Know. And then the other one that we talked about was The Christian Voter, Seven Non-Negotiables for Voting For, Not Against Your Values. That was Craig Huey. Something else that has come to my attention recently is a website, StandForYourHealthFreedom.com, and an initiative that they currently have going on. Craig was talking about school choice and the importance of of being involved in the schools and and what's going on with our children. And I know you're aware of things that are happening across this nation. There is something called school-based health centers, SBHCs. They're showing up in schools pre-K all the way through the 12th grade without any guardrails in place to protect minor students and the rights of the parents. In 1985, there were only about 31 of these SBHCs across the country. In the 90s, it ballooned to over 1,000. By 2020, that count was around 2,500. Today, there's over 3,000 of them and hundreds of millions of dollars in grant money that's available to them through the federal government. And so this is rapidly expanding. And what exactly is a school-based health center? Well, they're clinics that are located on school property that are intended for the use primarily by students. But unless a state prohibits it, that clinic can open for the staff, families in the district, or even people unaffiliated with the school. becomes sort of like a walk-in clinic. Well, SBHCs are different from the traditional school nurse model where students receive first aid services in response to an accident on the playground or uh, they have a fever or sore throat and they go see the school nurse. SBHCs are designed to diagnose and treat children during school hours and provide preventative and ongoing care. They are intended to be medical home where a child can get preventative treatments such as vaccines, specialty care, such as mental behavior and health counseling and providing prescriptions for those children. They also provide, this is the scary part, reproductive health counseling and treatment and a lot more. But what is emerging is anti-parent agenda that is taking root in federal, state, and local policies across the country. Without guardrails, every SBHC across the country can decide their own policies with no parental rights and protections for the parents. There are no safeguards right now for those children. And that's where you see things like what's happening in California. So that website again is StandForHealthFreedom.com. 
StandForHealthFreedom.com. On there, they have many things that you can learn about. Uh, the SBHCs is one of those, and uh, you can actually, they have a form letter that you can send uh, to your congressman, to your local elected officials, and I would encourage you to go to that, StandForHealthFreedom.com. Last week on social media, a huge song blew up, and I want to play a little bit of it for you right now. If you've not heard this song, it's incredible. The video of this gentleman was of him in a forest, in the woods, playing a guitar with a microphone. That's the setting for this song, and he sings words that we all can identify with, and it has absolutely blown up on social media. Millions and millions of people have downloaded this song. It became the number one song on iTunes in 24 hours. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours. Bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Just miners on an island somewhere Lord, we got folks in the street Ain't got nothing to eat And the obese milk and welfare It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. All it is, living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men know the rich men. Cause your dollar ain't shit And it's taxed to no end Cause the rich men North the rich men And again, that song goes to number one in 24 hours just this week. In one week, that guy's life has completely changed. And you can follow him on Twitter at Ain't Got A Dollar. Ain't Got A Dollar. The name of the song, Rich Men North of Richmond. And, you know, there are some words there that really resonates with so many people, which is why the song goes to number one in 24 hours. Living in a new world with an old soul. That is so true. 
and and they're watching everything that we are doing. And that's what all of this is about. That's what we talk about every week on this program. Ways to take this country back. I don't know that we ever will be completely successful in getting the country back to what it was, but we can reimagine a new country with liberty and justice for all. Wouldn't that be great? We can do it. You know we can. Believe it. Believe you can make a difference because you absolutely can. We hear from people all the time on this program that are making a difference in this country. Do something. Go to standforhealthfreedom.com right now and do something there. My name is Booker Scott, and you were told over 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth. Salt without flavor has no value at all. It's just thrown out. It's stepped on. But you are the salt of the earth, so be salty. You've been listening to Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network.